and welcome back to The Latecomers. I'm Amity. I'm Romeo. And we're back at it with another God episode. Heavily Godded episode. Godded like modded? No, we don't like that. Godded. Oh, yeah, that that works. <laughs> episode of the reimagined Battlestar Galactica called, as we may have mentioned before, The Hand of God. Or hand a of hand of God, excuse a me. A hand of God. A hand of God. Because he might have several. Many-handed she. gods. This episode shares its title with the finale of the original series. Okay. I didn't know that. That's my little, one of my little nuggets. <laughs> I have nuggets this episode. You and McDonald's. Yeah. Maybe, maybe mine aren't made of chicken, though. Mm. Oh. Neither are theirs. <laughs> wah, wah. <laughs> How was your week? Uh, my week was fun. I took an unexpected trip to Pacifica, California. That's my, a place where I used to live. and best friend. And we went around looking for the mythical Golden Nugget Burrito. Golden Nugget Burrito? Yes. What's the name of the... the, the El Grano de Oro. The grain said, of gold. The grain of gold. Which is just wheat. It's <laughs> just wheat. <laughs> Yes, I took you to Pacifica, a place where I lived mm-hmm. in formative years, 10 to 16-ish. Where the waves are enormous and monstrous. It, the tides this time of year are intense. <laughs> I had forgotten, or they've gotten bigger, probably both, high you global know, usually, warming. <laughs> usually it's just the opposite. It's oh, It looked so much bigger when I was a kid. Yeah, no, this ocean was no joke yesterday. Right. Yeah. I was, was like, let's go to the pier. And then we went to the pier, and I was like, I'm not going out there. The pier is substantially free of the surface of the water, and the waves were still rolling over the pier. Well, I think there was splash hitting it. I don't think that the waves were There were near there. the end, though. Yeah. But, yeah, the tide was high, but I'm holding on. I did that song. <laughs> I did it in the sa- in the in the falsetto yesterday. We're not doing it today, though. No, that's a pity. I would love to hear it. <laughs> so, you want to get into this episode? Well, but what did you do? What you did? Oh, okay. <laughs> well, I drove. Yeah, she did the driving. <laughs> I don't drive, unfortunately. Um, I inspire people to drive. That's my job. I'm a driving muse. So, yeah, let's get into this episode because this is a weird episode. But I don't know the. Our episode's going to be very long. We'll see how no, it goes. No, because it wasn't. It was mostly action. It was. Yeah, there's it was a lot of action, which is difficult uh, to describe. Right. Um, but let's start on Caprica, where we always start. Yes. Caprica, where Hilo and Planet Boomer are in love and on the run, and they find a stable that is very well kept, and they climb up into the hayloft, and they sleep there. But before they sleep, Hilo says, you want to eat? And Sharon says, I don't know, what do we have? And then everything looks gross. And then she vomits. And you know what this means. She's a female character who we know have ha- has had sex. So she's definitely pregnant. Well, I, we don't know that. The, the, care, the story has not told us that. I'm telling you that as a I person believe, who watches right, TV. I believe that the fact that the episode is called The Hand of God and there's a baby in a manger or a pregnant woman in a manger. Um, Woof, I didn't even. Yeah, I think that that, that. that is a manger that she was in. <laughs> right, exactly. And so that was a very subtle. <laughs> subtle. That's what the show is. <laughs> right, it's subtle. Subtle. <laughs> right. So they sleep. She thinks she blames her vomiting on cold beans, which uh-huh. I think you really I would agree with. You were on um, board with this. Cold statement. beans of any kind. And in general. Are you like a peanut? That's true. I actually do like a peanut. <laughs> and they sleep and then you hear kachunk, 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 which can only mean Cylon. Badly animated Cylons. Yes. They look like cartoons when yes, there's a bunch did. of them and there's not a lot of time. And also, this episode has the most effects right. we've seen. So, uh, Hilo gets up and looks and he sees a bunch of Cylons headed by a six. Uh-oh. He saw Boomer kill her. Right. 
How could this be? So he now knows that something's up. You he knows something's her. up. He asks repeatedly, how is this possible? How is she here? How is it happening? And Boomer's like, I don't know. Let's run and figure it out later. <laughs> right. Like, I cannot com- explain mm-hmm. this all to you. Let's move. And that's that's where we which, leave them. Which is understandable. I don't think we're going to sit here and think this out. Well, Yeah, you know, no, we got to go. But also... An army of you know toasters are marching down the road. <laughs> The other thing that we do get from this scene is they are eight to ten days from Delphi, which is uh-huh. where they think that they can get off the planet. Right. So they are being tracked uh-huh. basically to where they are by these Cylons. So whether they have eight to ten days of freedom is anyone's guess. Do you think that this is legitimate or do you think that this is uh, part of a trap on the behalf of the Cylons? That they're making their intentions known because they're trying to. It's part of a a, a plot, or do you it's unclear to me. I it the dislike between uh-huh. Six and Boomer feels real. Okay, uh, those two Cylon because they're models women and having two women. You can't be friends. Right. You, you have to be, be enemies. Uh, but it's unclear to me whether Boomer, Planet Boomer, thinks that she's really in love uh-huh. and really is a turncoat or whether she's furthering some plan that they have. I, I don't know. I don't know. Right, because Six seems to think that Boomer... Um, she thinks is, that Boomer's totally in love and thinks uh, that she can't live without Hilo now. Right. Because, Which I didn't really see when this transition took place, but I'm just taking their word for it. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, and the other one seems to think that Six is just jealous. So right. It's, it's a little bit Good unclear. Good job on those human emotions. Yeah, it's a little unclear as to who actually believes what. Um, and there is a thing with this show that is confusing to me, which is, are all the Sixes the same? Uh-huh. Or do each of them have individual personality. personalities? Uh-huh. Well, as we learned from watching The Last Temptation of Christ, all women are one woman. Well, also, so. the the other side to that is, is the internal six that we see most of the time uh-huh. a version of six or a version of Baltar or a version of six that is tailored to Baltar? Yeah, like, these things have not been. Those three things are very different, and I don't know right. how to read that character ever. I can only take her at the words that she is saying because I don't know what her motivations are because I don't know if it's one thing or many things. Being how deceptive the character is, you really can't even take that. Also, that. The, and then the Cylons she's, are habitual liars. Then she's Shelly in real right. meat space, and I'm totally lost. Meat space? Meat space is a. <laughs> sorry. Um, it is a term like an IRL okay. in real life. So, so if you know somebody only virtually, uh-huh. you could say it's a it's a very geeky sort of uh-huh. term for meeting in real life in the meat space or friends in the meat space. Oh, I thought you meant meat as in like no meat as in yes, uh, it is, but it's really? as you and me as as meat as flesh <laughs> as, as opposed to online in oh whatever digital God. form. That's just revolting. Today right. we learned. Is, yes, I learned <laughs> all about meat know. space. Uh, it yeah. sounds like a Tinder app, but no, it's, it's it's just stew. But, but no, it's just it's in real life. That right. is what the meat space is. Um, so then we have like to the go. The multiverse for meat. We have to go back up to the fleet. Okay. And the fleet's in trouble because. When it's not a shortage of water, it's a shortage of fuel. Right. So there is a fuel that is not called tilicum. Okay. I, I, I keep flipping the tilicum, which is the name of the whale in Blackfish. Oh, it's okay. This, uh, this element, tilium. Which is not vibranium and not adamantium or no, not unobtainium. But it, no, it's got an okay name. It's uh-huh. got a name of that that sounds like a real thing instead right. of like unobtainium, which right. is just no, real rough. No. Adamantium is actually fine with me, but the well, unobtainium... Well, that has a classical connotation. Right. But, but uh, yeah. Tilium sounds like a thing that could actually be. Vibranium uh, also sounds like something, like a Tinder app, frankly. Yes, it does. <laughs> so... Yeah, so, so Tilium is what allows them to make the faster-than-light jumps. Mm-hmm. 
as an entire, they're down to 5% of their reserves, Mm -hmm. whatever their reserves were, (laughs) they're at 5% of them. Uh, And they need to find more. The fleet as a whole can only make two more jumps. So if they run out, (laughs) then I guess they're all going to die. Then we're screwed. So we're in dire straits. This is third. Also, we assume that, once again, we assume that the time and space is the same as the time on Caprica, but we Mm -hmm. only ever get time on Caprica. So 36 days out is where we are on Caprica. So the assumption is that's how long we've been jumping in space as well. Now, the one who's making you aware of this, it's uh, done as a press conference with President Roslyn. Yes, Roslyn is uh, speaking and hallucinating. Right. So, but she can maintain her hallucinations Unlike Baltar, who cannot. But she's also not having sex with him. No, she's not. So she sees her podium covered in a dozen snakes. Mm-hmm. She does not freak out, but she is distracted by them. She doesn't scream. She she's knows that she's, that she's hallucinating. Right. Okay. right. Yeah. She knows what she's seeing isn't real. And we presume also is feeling because... They're on her hands, like mm-hmm. she has to extract her hands. But she is, her attention is drawn, so she's not able to be as informative or yeah, representative of leadership as, as she would clear, like. As clear, right? Because of that black mamba. So she's like, um, "That's all the information I can give you." Because and 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 the and the journalists are asking the questions like, "Well, what is our contingency plan?" And realistically. Ain't none. We got to find this stuff or we fucked. Like, that's basically it. Being victims of a genocide, I think that's the contingency plan. Yes. So, um, then Roslyn goes to the priestess, Elosha. Elosha, which is a pretty name. It is a pretty name. And she says, okay, I'm taking this Kamala Mm -hmm. as, um, as, as a medication for an underlying disease. She doesn't specifically say what is wrong with her. Uh, and she says, I had this dream about the Cylon we found, but I had the dream before we found him. And so she's like, so your dreams are becoming prescient. And uh, Rosalind concedes that and then says, but now I'm seeing things while I'm awake. And the priestess is like, okay, (laughs) what is it that you're seeing? And she says, I saw snakes when asked how many she says about a dozen mm-hmm. and then the priestess is like uh you fucking with me right <laughs> and she's like uh, i'm sorry what and she says there is a prophet who wrote in the scrolls of their religion i think the second scroll is <laughs> she like even like name called out the scroll that there is a prophecy um, that the leader in exile would receive a vision of 12 serpents, uh, of serpents numbering 10 and 2, we'll say. Uh, and then that the, but also that that leader dies of a wasting disease and doesn't mm-hmm. make it to the homeland. That humanity will, but the leader won't. So this is Moses then. Well, no, who, this is Rosalind. Moses, what I'm saying is that who leads people to the promised land but never gets there himself. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Same, okay. same sort of deal. So Rosalind's like, cool, cool, cool. She does not disclose her disease, but she knows right. that the cancer that she has could be called a wasting disease for sure. That's definitely yeah. a thing that you could ascribe to cancer. Um, then we flip over and we see Boomer and her new backup not Hilo. With Crashdown? What a terror. I don't want to fly with anybody named Crashdown. Guy named Crashdown? It seems to be inviting trouble if you yes. ask me. Uh, I call him Chin Dimple. And or he, eyebrows. He also has intense eyebrows. He does. Um, and just like the they were the ones that found water, they found an asteroid with Tilium on it. Because she has all the luck. She does. It's weird. Uh-huh. It's, my, it's like she's a Cylon. Hmm. Like she knows where they'll be. Although he finds it. He sees it. He does the scan and mm-hmm. sees it. 
Um, and then she's like, we're heroes. And he's like, I'm the one who found right. it. Uh, and then they see that the asteroid in question uh, is crawling with Cylons. And there is already, like, extraction and, um, like, a plant, right. like a factory. <laughs> For developing this this stuff from ore to usable um, fuel. And so what are they going to do? Because it's the only thing that they've been able to find within 12 light years, I guess he says. it's a rare element. It's extraordinarily rare. Mm -hmm. It's an extraordinarily rare element. And the Cylons need it as much as As the the humans need it because Mm -hmm. it's what makes... The faster These the light the, jumps the, the possible. These are crystals from it's Star Trek. true. Also, unobtainium. Unobtainium. So... Should be a song. There... Adama, the president, Apollo, Ty, all are trying to come up with ways to get this. Adama, Commander Adama says, we have to take it from them. We can't keep looking. Right. We're going to run out of time. We're going to use all of our fuel to find fuel. We've found fuel, so we just need to take it. It's desperate times. These be desperate measures. And he enlists Starbuck to help them with the plan because she's, this is a quote from the show, ladies and gents and others, crazier than all of us. Right. (laughs) He needs her to think outside of the box. Well, he does have a moment with her where... Um, I believe it's after this. It's after it. That she wants to go on the mission and head the mission herself. Yes. But she's still physically incapable. She is. Her knee is not up to the G-forces that her body would be put right. under um, in in these flights. Because these planes, y'all, th- there are some cool action sequences mm-hmm. in this episode, but these planes flip around in a way that physics right. would seem that. to disallow, yes. <laughs> but we are talking about a whole other universe, perhaps, so who knows what physics are. That's there. true, that's true, but it's a lot of this just... This is something, even like in the old, and I was going to bring this up to you, when I was watching the old Battlestar Galactic as a child, and they were still dealing with special effects using process screens and models and things like that. Oh, that's 100% what's happening on this, too. <laughs> well, they're using a lot more CGI. yes. The the difference was that when I was watching the battle scenes here, there were some times where just like a physical object wouldn't be able to do that the way they're doing right. it. Right. No, that's a- true. And so it just it like took a little bit away Although from me. Although some of the things that they did uh-huh. looked like a phys- like a little kid taking a right. a fighter and just flipping it upside down. Yeah. The way that it moved, it fe- that's it, what it I felt think like it's, to me. It moves almost like it moves too quickly for what it's supposed to be at size yeah. and its heft and things, which is always a problem. With which, CGI. But in space, there's no gravity, so. Right. Yeah, I, I don't uh, know exactly what to make of it, but yeah. So, um, she comes up with a plan. She's like, your guys' plan is like textbook, mm-hmm. and it won't work, because right. they will have defended against it. Yeah. Yeah, the blind spot has probably got a patrol involved. The blind spot of the planet where the Cylons are processing. Right. Okay. Well, it's not even a planet. Like, if you oh, come around, yeah, if yeah, you okay. come around the back of the asteroid where they aren't, yeah, they're going to be patrolling back there because that's, of that, course, that's, that's what you would do. That makes sense. Yeah. And being that they're so logical, they would think of that. So they set a decoy to come in to act like doofy miners that are like, do, 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 look at this Tilium we found. Like they didn't see Cylons mm-hmm. to lead the Cylon Raiders away. Well, the Vipers come in with the entire ass. Battlestar Galactica, like the whole ship is going, and they're going to blow up the factories, disallowing the raiders to come back and refuel and set up, and leaving this war for them to take now. What we seem to have learned is that the ships themselves are organic things, they're like pets, and so lacking leadership, they just kind of fritter around. Well, but know. also, if you take away where they refuel and, right. pr- and repair, it's the same reason that in war, you take out 
But yeah, you know, yeah. But I got the sense in watching it up to this point that they're kind of like you know a pack of attack dogs who don't have a master all of a sudden. They're just sort of all over the place. Right. Well, and down on the ground, supposedly, I mean, they're doing yeah. all of this. Yes, it's all automated because yeah. this is a race of robots, but everything there is automated. So if they take out their whole operation, they can take the ore mm-hmm. and I guess here's here's my thought here. So you've taken say this is successful. Right. You take over this tilium ore mountain. Mm-hmm. Do you then just scoop the tilium ore and run and find another place to process it? Because they now know where you are. You've also taken out their factory, so you're not going to use their system to process it. They would actually have to stay and process it and guard it while they're doing it. But that just is putting a big target on themselves because the the Cylons are going to know this is where they are now. The show at times lacks logic. Yeah, that's true. And so... So we don't know what what their next step is. It's taking over this asteroid. That's it. Maybe they're Mm -hmm. just going to hitch the asteroid to themselves and then just (laughs) drag it through space. Fast um, and the Furious style. What was the book that I read uh, that was recommended to me by a friend, a science fiction book, and that was their way of traveling through space was to hollow out a comet or an asteroid and, and just pilot. be inside of it. Right. Oh, that's because an idea. Because all the natural protection in the world, it's, it's used to traveling through space. It doesn't require the Yeah, no, that makes sense, actually. To an extent, as yeah. long as you, you're hollowing it out, doesn't make it super fragile. Right. Yeah. Um, so they, they go ahead and do this. Rosalind approves of the plan. Because they have to move the people that are on the decoys onto other ships that are already overcrowded. But they got to do what they got to do. And those ships are to bounce away as soon as the raiders get close enough to attack. So we hopefully won't lose them. But um, Rosalind does say, what's going to be our cost here? So she knows that they may lose some people in the fight. And they're like, Mm. the response by Ty is, it's going to cost us. I'm well, like, she literally just said that. Yeah. Give her a number. What the fuck are you doing? Well, I think that what I liked about this episode, I liked it a lot better than what we've been seeing from mm-hmm. them lately, is the idea that you have an idea of sacrifice. Some, something bad is going to happen. There's going to be no way around. Yes. Uh, what's but a, they have right. to do this they, or they they're do. all dead. Right. Yeah. Um. So the attack gets underway and the... Raiders follow and take the bait and and start heading towards the decoys. The Battlestar Galactica comes in and the um, fighters Mm -hmm. head towards the plant because they, the other piece of this is there is a pro, like, they can't just nuke the plant because if you nuke it, then the radioactivity basically makes this element unusable. So the idea is and who tells to Beltar. But they the... already knew right. that. Yeah, but they... he's on the bridge now at this point right. explaining the plans because he's now the Cylon expert. As they have referred. called him the Cylon expert and and they want him to he he comes up with the plan to take out it's like in step 3 of the mm. processing or whatever. It's very volatile. Final fuel isn't so volatile, original ore isn't so volatile, but like the middle Mm-hmm. Um, step of the processing that's volatile. So if you can find where they store that, then you'll be able to right. use that as a as a catalyst to explode everything, uh, and it won't damage the uh, the ore with radiation. And they're like, okay, well, where do they keep that now? There's no reason that he should know that. Mm-hmm. So it's a, it's a stupid question to ask him. Even if he is a Cylon expert, he's never seen how they process right. this. But like, it just makes no sense. He's also not a mining expert. It, just, it's, it aggravates me. It was one me. of those weird little plot holes that, um, like, he had the answer for them, and no one's suspicious of the fact that his answer is possibly being fed to him. Right. Well, and then he, like, kind of goes inside of his head, and he's like, Six, I need you to tell me where this would be. Mm-hmm. 
A, expecting Six to be on the human side in this particular plot, and B, expecting Six to be forthcoming with any information. She's like, I don't know anything about mining this stuff, so you're on your own. Uh, But also, if you just ask God, he'll help you. Mm. And he's like, but it's the Cylon God. Why would he be on the human side? And she says, God doesn't take sides. He just wants your love. So God's a child, apparently. There's a lot of weird theology in this show. So he's like, it... He seems to, like, sort of ask for help, and then he's, like, opens his eyes, and Starbuck gives everybody else a weird look, like, like, my guess is for the entire scene that we've just seen, he's just been sitting there with his eyes closed weirdly as they're looking at him for an answer. Yeah. Uh, And she's like, what the fuck is wrong with this dude? And she's the only one, because I, I don't know why. And he... Spend some time looking at the map, which mm-hmm. is like this very fuzzy map of this <laughs> of this alien. I like how factory. retro the technology is. There, there's a light board, yeah, and there's little models on it. Yeah, there's little, which is. Oh, I want to get to that in a minute. Which but I've it's seen like they're every playing Risk. World War II movie mm-hmm. ever. That's where it's pulled from. So he just is like, it's this right here. He just blindly points, Mm -hmm. he thinks. We'll get to it. And they're like, okay, well, that's what we'll attack. And then they commence the attack. Mm. The raiders go after the the decoys, just as they think they will. And the vipers go in to attack, and then a whole nother, that's right, Poor grammar, and I don't care. A whole nother fleet of raiders come at the vipers. And it's 50 of them, which outnumbers the vipers 5 to 1. So there are 10 of us and 50 50 of them. And our pilots are, well, if you'll remember, children who have never done this before. I believe Starbuck referred to them as Wobbly as Colts, but coming along. So it's Hot Dog. We see Hot Dog, which is Edward James, almost his son. Mm-hmm. Uh, you also see his arms. Well, no, no, no. I don't mean Apollo. Yes, uh, earlier we saw Apollo's guns, and it was no joke. I was like, damn. <laughs> is this fan service for the ladies since we have to keep well, watching? Because we seen, keep seeing number six with the clothes on. Exactly. Um, so, but no, no, no. Uh, uh, Edward James almost his real son. Oh, like okay. his his actual child plays Hot Dog, one of the other uh-huh. new cadets. He's in there. Uh, I don't think he dies. I think he makes it. Um, and then all of it. So then they're like, oh, we're definitely fucked. Mm-hmm. But... Apollo is able to sort of maneuver out and decides he's going to go into the end of the conveyor tunnel yes. and just thinking this might put me where we're trying to get to. Now, they don't know that that's the case. It's a tunnel through a mountain. So th- right. there's no guarantee that it's going to end up where he needs to be. But he does it anyways. He takes a chunk out of Starbucks, or like a page out of her manual, right, and just kind of does a dumbass right. thing. And meanwhile, the decoys release more vipers. Mm-hmm. Uh, to no one's knowledge, Commander Adama has put more fighters in the decoys to chase down. Right. Because... As the vipers on the ground or on the, near the base are being attacked, the vipers that were going towards the decoys peel off and start heading towards the Galactica, yeah. which now is un, unprotected other than her starboard. Like she's got ships, or she's got um, guns. guns, but her fleet of protection is mm-hmm. you know, being blown out of the sky currently. But he has put more vipers in those decoys so they start chasing down the raiders. Twelve of them. Twelve of them. Twelve snakes. Was it twelve over there and ten on the other side? How did we get to that many? 
it was 12 vipers, and it's like, when I heard that, I'm like, oh, those are your 12 snakes. Those are the 12 snakes. Right. And I thought it was going to be 12 Cylons. Oh. Oh, well, it might be A different kind of snakes. snakes. No, yeah. I think it is. Just the fact that they're called vipers. Is the, what, what, well, I mean, like, that's uh, what they come to at the yeah. end of the episode. So Apollo, by some miracle, is able to get to where he needs to go, and he's too close for them to shoot at him. And then he fires upon this big box that excuse me, is what Baltar said that he needed to fire upon. And then as he's flying away, just hoping that shit's going to explode, it explodes! Well, he's seen Star Wars, so he knows exactly what happens when you fly down a shaft like that. That sounds dirty. Oh, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to. (laughs) So, he says, mission, mission complete, mission... Yay, accomplished. Accomplished, That's the word. Mission accomplished. I was waiting for your military training to kick in. Never, 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 never. Military training. And neither have I. We're pacifists. So he Sorry. Mm -hmm. Uh, in an attempt. So Baltar's super surprised that once again he has been able to not fuck up. I'm a little surprised, too. <laughs> His standards are very low, though. His standards are very low. So the everybody heads back that, that can. They've lost at least three pilots. Yeah. Um, Including characters that we've seen off and on over these episodes. So it does have an impact when you see them get killed. Right. Um, so there is a big explosion. They destroy the base. But there's several years' worth of Tilium for the fleet to mine. Now, granted, the Silence know exactly where the fuck you are. So mm-hmm. I don't know if they're going to... Attach a faster-than-light drive to this thing and bounce it to another location. Is that a thing you can do? I don't know. I don't know. So Baltar uh, zooms into his head and is like, can you believe how amazing I am? (laughs) And Six is like, well, because he's like, I just, it was a blind guess. God didn't speak to me. And she's like, sometimes he doesn't use words. Sometimes it's just a feeling or an instinct. Or sometimes it's boomer in a manger. And at that point, Baltar's like, that's the only thing that makes sense. Is that I was, and then she goes, am, I am an instrument of God. And then he creeds out. He Scott snaps it up uh-huh. and he like puts his hands out to his sides, and he looks up to the sky. I'm just like, oh. Because he, he wasn't, wasn't enough terrible enough before. before. And now he believes he's on a mission from God. Oh, him God. And, the and that's, his, that's the end of the episode. His character really needs, again, I just I need a resolution to this because it's getting more I want his spine to on. be actually ripped out of his body. <laughs> well, like, that is... Don't hold back. Tell us what you That's what really I feel. want to have happen. I don't think that's... What's gonna happen? Mm-hmm. What I, actually I think what would be just is if a a live action number six mm-hmm. just punches him once really hard in the face, but she's a robot, so right. it's really really hard, oh, and he dies, and his yeah. head explodes. Okay, well, kaboom! That's a way out for him. So this is Amity. <laughs> Amity, what Amity hopes happens to Baltar Corner. Yeah, so now he thinks that he's the hand of God because she brings up the 12 vipers Uh as the thing in this prophecy, which Uh she's familiar with too, even though it's a prophecy for the gods of Kobol. Yeah, which is strange. And and that's not the religion that she ascribes to. She espouses monotheism. Yeah, so, so we've got a lot of... I'm kind of. I would like to read the scrolls. Like I, mm-hmm. I bet somewhere they're online. Well, but I'm if sure I start looking, I'm gonna spoil. So, no looking online for me. I cannot look online, or I will be spoiled as to who's a Cylon. And spoiler alert: I think everyone's a Cylon. All of them are Cylons. All of humanity's been just dead for forty years. We just didn't know it. It was all a dream. And I think the Cylons <laughs> are actually people stuck in metal suits. Oh no. It could 
Um, so what what would you rate the episode? What would I rate the episode? This is a a pretty good episode. Right. The action was pretty good. They do do all of their planning on this light box with mm. these big, um, like models, uh-huh. and it really does feel like some tabletop gaming. It's pretty uh-huh. good, uh, and the effects are pretty good. It was up for an Emmy, an enemy, an, an enemy. Emmy. A primetime Emmy for effects, uh-huh. but it lost to the pilot episode of Lost. Well, so okay, <laughs> I can understand that. Yeah, Lost had a full size airplane. Yeah, that, yeah. That was when I saw that, I was like, effect. "Oh, that's a rough go against." Right. Like, yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, and they they used the big board from. Classic World War II films, mm-hmm. Sink the Bismarck, Torah, 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 yeah. Midway, things like this. So, um, it's, and then the attack run through the shaft, mine shaft is an homage to Star Wars. Of course it is. Which of itself was lifted it from a World War II movie called Dam Busters. <laughs> of course it is. Um, so yeah. I would give this episode like a B plus. I would too. I was Even Baltar's annoying ass. Like, he didn't get annoying in a new way. His pants remained on the whole episode. Except when he was getting a virtual massage. But yeah, but that's fine. Sexual. It was virtual. It right. was in his head. Uh-huh. We didn't have to see it. He's, he wasn't, yeah. He wasn't like, in actuality in front of all these other people grunting or moaning or thrusting. None of those things were happening, right. so it's fine. In the last episode... Get a virtual massage. You right. Get it. That's fine. In the last episode, he has six bent over a desk. Yes, and... And in, in this episode, the most you see is her giving him, like, a rub down. Yeah. And a spa on his head, which I didn't mind at all because that no. was a lot... It, he he was, it was as insufferable as he creepy. was, it was not gross, mm-hmm. and I appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Um... This let's make a lady character vomit pregnant. I mean, is she? Who knows? Can she right. be? Who knows? I think she is. <laughs> I think Probably. that was the goal, and I think that's what they're they're signaling. Um, or at the very least, she's got a, um, a hysterical pregnancy, which mm-hmm. is a terrible term, but a real thing. Well, that's what happens when you had haven't been hysterectomized. That's right. Yep. Because. Yep. So I would say B plus. I'm being sarcastic, by the way. Yes. I know better. Um, <laughs> what a, about you? I'm a parent. Uh, yes, I would say the same thing. I really liked because again, I grew up on World War II movies yeah. and thrillers and things like this. This felt a lot like that. And what I also like, like the original, um, the original Battlestar Galactica suffered from the impediment that the producers, in an effort to make less violent but still attract people to the show. The Cylons were sort of incompetent and lost all the battles all the time. You saw them getting blown up all yeah. the time. And there wasn't much of a sacrifice to the human characters until at one point Jane Seymour dies, and that was the first time you're shocked that one of the human regulars gets killed. Um, oh, let me re- readjust, too. We uh, said it was called A Hand of God, but it is called The Hand of God. The Hand of God. The so it's more God. than one. Um, I mean, it's less it's than not. one. It's not. It's, yes. <laughs> uh, not less than one. It's one. I'm sorry. It's one. It's one half. It is one. B plus? A minus? Oh, I said B plus. B plus. That like Who wind it? Um, Apollo's arms, y'all. Apollo's guns. <laughs> I th- I'm not kidding. I don't know if to me Adama or... Well, I liked... The, a lot of characters represented really well. President uh, Ros- Roslyn. Roslyn, yeah. Her... Keeping her stuff together when she sees her podium covered with snakes. I appreciated that. I was like, look at this, a grown-up. Right. You know that what you're seeing is not real. Uh-huh. You're having difficulty dealing with it, but you don't totally fucking shut down. Right. Yeah, no, she and really, then, that scene was, ri- and she played it really well. Yeah, and it's, like I said, it reminded me of those World War II films I used to see, um, because it was very, every the exchanges were very tense. Mm-hmm. Adama doing something as mm, kind of sadistic as laying weights on um, a Starbucks, on Starbucks leg. Yeah. leg press machine or whatever. Yeah. Um, 
just to show it. And she's so stubborn. She's trying to push through it, but she's she trying she to hold it up. And he keeps adding weight to it. And right. she and he's counting to ten, and she makes it to like eight right. before it buckles. Her leg buckles, and he's like, "That's three G, and not yeah. the six that you'd actually be right. doing." Which I think is good. And and there's a lot of conversation between the two of them where she's like, I don't want this kind of responsibility. I didn't ask for it. And he's like, silence didn't fucking ask what we want. Mm. This is where we are. And you can't fly right now. And so I need you to do the things that you can do. That's what makes this episode work because I'm, and why I'm having trouble deciding who won the episode because Mm. there's a lot of good representation from these characters here. We've seen episodes I felt like the past couple of episodes were characters who you usually acknowledge as being really responsible um, just do stupid things. Yeah. Adama spent a lot of last episode being stupid. Yeah. Uh, and it's like, okay, the guy who sneaks over to the other ship and gets the woman over yeah. here and, and doesn't tell anybody where he's but going. Of course, we're doing that to build off of the mm-hmm. mistrust that now we right. have with but the Isia Cylon question. It's still kind of dumb. Yeah, no. Um, but this time we see, again, like we did in the first couple of episodes, why he's the leader. Yeah. Because he makes these decisions, and the look on Edward James Olmos' face in particular when he's hearing his men die. Yeah. Yeah, um, no, that's a really well-played scene right. where they're just like, this is a shit show, and all we can do is sit in here and be like, well, we sent them out to it. Right. And it's a good show. It's a good scene for Rosalind. It's a mm-hmm. good scene for Starbuck, who realizes this is her plan, and these are the people that she trained. Which she knows, right. but and she does, but she didn't want to do this. But once again, right. if you can't fly, we need you to use your brain. And this is why Beltar, we don't have enough people. Right. He's less egregious in that scene because he is almost standing for us, going, "What the hell are we doing? People are dying. They're yeah. dying. This is a massacre." Yeah, and he and, also doesn't right. know what's going to happen when they do what he told them to yeah. do. He, there's, he's actually. But now he's going to be right. The last scene kind of threw it, but I love <laughs> the fact that he was the one freaking out because the rest of these, the president, Starbuck, Adama. Uh, Ty are all a bunch of tough guys who can't ever show what's going on inside of them. But they do. They all hate listening <laughs> to these children because they're kids out It's a out matter there. of real subtlety, the acting in that yeah, scene. Yeah, it is. You know, we're not overlaid with dramatic or heroic music. We're just hearing people screaming and dying, and they're hearing it too. So the olds, that's who wins this episode? I think so. The trio uh, of olds? But also... <laughs> and Starbuck? Starbuck. It's the, it's hard to put a finger on who really carried this one because it was so well done. Yeah. Yeah. It was a, it was a good one. Um, so next week's episode mm-hmm. is called... Oh, no. Colonial Day? It's sort of like Thanksgiving, right? Colonial Day. Well, the problem is the word colonel confuses me and then I I don't trust the word colonial. Right. So it's colonial. I'm reading it correctly. As a person of uh, indigenous descent, never trust colonials. That's that's Episode 11, original air date March 18th, 2005. We're getting real close. Yeah, I know. Like, it's like... We're right on the the anniversary. Uh, so, do you have anything to recommend to our listeners that is not Battlestar Galactica? I don't, you know, know. I um. We do this every episode. What do I you know mean we do don't this know? every episode, but I was baffled <laughs> thinking about what I wanted to to go forward. If I would recommend to your viewers to go to Pacifica. <laughs> go to. If you can make it to Pacifica, California. It's actually really nice. There's a festival in September. It's called the Fog Fest. Okay, but there's also the cheese eating contest. There is some, not cheese eating contest. I I think that they're having a Monterey Jack cheese contest. Like, make the cheese. Make Monterey Jack. I think that they're judging cheese that is being made by Okay, I thought it was like, you know, eat as much Monterey Jack as you can. No, it's not (laughs) a cheese You get the empacho and and then you're just... It's not real. (laughs) You don't know what could be. Not real. But, so what would you recommend? If you... So my recommendations are almost as esoteric as yours. Right. My recommendations are, one, I'm drinking oh, here we an go. orange vanilla Coke Zero. Because you're so much braver than me. 
and it's fucking good. <laughs> I don't. I I, we got a 12-pack, and I was nervous because I was like, if I don't like this, that's a lot of soda that I have to drink that I'm not going to enjoy. But it's totally good. Yeah. It's very chemically telling me this is what a creamsicle tastes like. And my brain goes, chemicals. But also, yes, this is what a creamsicle tastes like. I think it's delicious. Many years ago, um, there was a mall uh, not too far away from where I lived. Are you going to talk about Orange Julius? Can I, excuse me, Lord of Cobalt, can I please talk, <laughs> tell my Orange Julius story? Or are you going to predict the, the 12 I vipers? I will sit quietly. Thank you, thank you Alosha. Anyhow, years ago, <laughs> there was a shopping center near my house. Not too close, but... Um, and they had an Orange Julius there. And I used to go and drink the Orange Julius. Apparently, I had a fondness for orange-flavored things. I even ate orange-flavored baby aspirin when I was a kid. I used to eat it for That's not good for you. No, (laughs) no, it used to give me stomach aches. Yes. So, but I have been looking for the Orange Julius, again, the substitute for it my entire life. And I'm looking at this can across the table in our beautiful fireside recording studio. There's no fire, though. It's so cold. Yes. (laughs) That was our next move, actually starting a fire. But I'm looking at it going, is that going to be the substitute Orange Julius? And I'm too afraid to tell. There we go. It started the fire. You started the fire. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, maybe. I think it's good. I don't know. I don't know. I'm enjoying it. The second thing that I'm going to recommend, taking your medication as prescribed. Oh, really? Why? Yes. that be? Because I'm not... And it's bad. Yeah, well... mm. So, I don't know if anybody knows, or how many people know, I had my thyroid removed due to cancer uh, a number of years ago, uh, about a decade ago, and I am very bad at taking... I have to take Synthroid, which is a, a thyroid hormone replacement, because I do not have a thyroid. Mm-hmm. So my body makes zero of this that you do need. Uh, I am very bad at taking it because I never took medications before. Uh, so I had not taken one of my pills since mid-January. Uh, this is mid to late March. Mm. Um, the side effects are many and varied. And I don't like any of them, and yet I still don't take the pill. I took one today. Uh-huh. I'm going to do better. I'm going to aim to do better. But Be better. Be best. If you are prescribed a medication, uh-huh. please take, take that, that medication. medication as prescribed. I know it's not fun. Mm-hmm. It's hard to remember. We all have phones. It's hard to integrate like a new discipline in your life. Into your, it's a one, thing that I never had to do. I never right. took vitamins growing up and we didn't like medication of any type was a very Mm. rare thing it was Mm. a ours was a walk it off family so the act of taking a pill every day is foreign uh to me and not i'm not able to I haven't been able to ingrate it in that. And, and I've been, I'm supposed to have been taking this for nine years. Uh, so I'm still very bad right. at it. Um, I've probably taken a third of what I should have taken over the last decade. And I'm going to say 80% of my ailments probably are based on that. If you wouldn't hit me, I would shake my finger at you, but I'm not going to. No, I understand. And I, so I am going to try and do better, but I would also encourage if your body can't make a thing or right. or is incapable of doing something, store-bought's fine. Yeah. And follow those directions. Better because... See, because I had the same thing. My dad, at one point, accidentally chopped off the end of his finger, and he really wanted to stick it on with masking tape and finish doing the... Yeah, that's not how that works. Go to the doctor. Yeah, so it's like I came from a family, too, where it's like... And you've seen that with me. Yeah, no, you have a headache, and I'm like, if you take one aspirin, (laughs) you will feel better. And you know this. And I'm thinking, well, if I take a nap, or maybe if I wait till tomorrow, or and I'm just really bad with it. Yeah, we're both not good at it. So my tendonitis in my elbow has been very bad. Uh My ankle um, started hurting today. But today I noticed that the tips of my fingers are super swollen, which is a new and fun thing. Um, And that, like, sort of, jarred me and I was Mm. like oh 
And then I took sort of stock of everything that was hurting and wrong with my body. And I'm like, well, all of this is because of hypothyroidism. Uh, So take the fucking pill. So when I got back today, I took one. I have them in a place where I can get to them and I will continue to do my best. A week back on and I'm going to feel a thousand times better. Uh, And I know this and still it is hard for me to take it every day. So I, well, and part of the thing is mood disorder Mm -hmm. and lack of, um, uh, like, low ability to be motivated even to just take a pill so not taking the pill makes it easier for me to not take the pill Mm. so once again i love you very much and i want you to be healthy Mm -hmm. if you can hear my voice this is true she does this is not a gimmick or whatever uh i know it can be hard i'm with you on this but drink a weird orange vanilla Coke with your medicine. So there you go. That's my weird that's things our, I our, recommend. That's our medical corner for today. Yes. So I think that's going to do it for this episode. Take your fracking medicine. Take your fracking. There was also a lot of the word frack in this episode. Yeah, they amped was. it up in this episode. So we will talk next week about Colonial Day. Colonial Days. Episode 11. We're coming in to the finale of the season. Mm -hmm. We'll talk next week about whether we're going to just continue through with season two. I feel like we should, but we'll talk about it next week. Give it some thought. And uh, if you have questions, concerns, comments, uh, we're at latecomerspod on uh, gmail.com. We're at latecomerspod on Twitter. Uh, If this isn't enough for you, Macintosh and Mod. I did an episode of Macintosh and Mod. I cannot remember if we talked about this. I watched an episode of My Little Pony and we talked about it. Your Little Pony. It's very good. You'll like it. You should listen. That show is great. And uh, it was a lot of fun to do and that. And no ponies were hurt during the making of the of episode. Of course not. We don't hurt Cylons in this, ep- in this show and I don't hurt ponies in that show. Uh, also, I will... Fingers crossed, fingers crossed, to be on an upcoming episode of the show Hollywood Ho- uh, Historical Hotties. Really? Historical Hotties. Yes. Uh, it's a secret as to what we're talking about, oh. but I will uh, talk more about it when we get it get close to there. I will be uh, recording that episode on April 3rd, so it okay. is forthcoming, but I am very, very excited about it. And that's everything. Find us on Facebook. Reach out. And we love you. Take your medicine. And remember, better Better late late than than never. never.